0: Breaking news and trending talk with Mike and McCarty Mornings on 101.7 FM and 710 Kiel.
1: Did, did you think my mic picked that up, Ruben? When Okay, no. Mike and McCarty. Aaron, you have to say that again. What did you say? Mike and McCarty. Back to the
2: show. (laughs) Thank you. Sorry.
1: On the Jack Spring Electric Newsmaker Hotline, uh, uh, another former KTBS cohort of mine, Aaron Buchanan, uh, joining us now with the DOTD. Good morning, Aaron.
3: Good morning. How are you? I'm good. Well, you've got a big
1: project. We've got a big (laughs) project coming up. I, I, I didn't realize that it's already starting i20 this is more than an overlay is that correct
3: oh it's much more than an overlay which is why we've kind of been preparing you know everyone for the start of this um,
1: so t- this t- yeah tell a- me about when the start date when are you going to yeah. start closing lanes where is it where are the food trucks along the interstate going to be <laughs> should, for the people backed team?
3: up yeah That's a great idea <laughs> thank uh, you so we are kicking off Construction on september 18th so about a week and a half from now uh we'll commence with lane closure so um so you know what we were talking about just a second ago this is not an overlay by any means this is the total reconstruction of all of the lanes of the interstate from about hamilton road in Boser city to industrial drive so that oh portion. hamilton road so that's further in town the then do what now?
1: Hamilton Road, that's further in town than we were thinking it was going to start.
3: Yeah, so there's a section of interstate that was rebuilt, um, you know, in the 2000s that's in uh, pretty good shape, kind of over the river section there. So this starts where that project ended, and so it's just west of Benton Road. It's around Hamilton Road, Westerfield area, um, to all the way to industrial. So, Erin, will
2: the orange barrels go out for the entire stretch that you're going to do the work? Are you going to do like two-mile stretches at a time? Or is it going to all – will the barrels be out for, for the whole stretch well, the whole, whole time?
3: Yeah, the whole stretch is only about two-and-a-half okay. miles anyway. But it, it's the rough one, you know. And so, yes. So what is going to happen is that there will be one lane open in each direction. So we're closing one lane in each direction um, to allow the contractor to um, – first, they're going to be – Build, building up the outside shoulder, to be able to put traffic on it. So you'll see the inside lane um, close. I mean, open up for traffic, and then we'll flip-flop as they build both sides of those lanes. And so either way, there's always going to be a lane closed through that rehab portion. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that's going to be the primary impact to traffic, as we know. It takes little for there to be congestion that occurs on the interstate. Anytime there's an incident, so, um, you know, that's kind of what we're preparing everybody for. We're telling everybody, if you don't have to get into construction zone, don't. Please utilize I-220. There will be plenty of advanced warning signs as part of this project um, that will sense the changes in traffic and update the message accordingly. Travel times, uh, and warnings on congestion, uh, you know, alerts to take I-220, that sort of thing, especially for out-of-towners who aren't familiar Mm-hmm. And so um, there's going to be, you know, little surprise as people approach the construction zone that they will be approaching, um, you know, a work zone. And so we just want everybody to be prepared for there because it's going to impact our, you know, our typical commute in Bozeman and Shreveport as well.
1: Sure. Okay. So, so you is. say, uh, let me get a beat on this. You have to explain sure. this to me like I'm seven years old. <laughs> when you when you say Hamilton Road, then you're talking about going back east. Is that correct? That's correct. Yes. Oh, okay. Because see, I'm thinking coming into Shreveport, but so no, no, because the that Rena section Ford over Airline Drive be between Airline correct. Drive and Hamilton is is horrendous. That's correct. So, mm-hmm. That's part that's of it. Okay,
2: good.
3: Okay. What we what we is
2: being done in in Caddo Parish? Do you have a section that's so we, happening in here?
3: Yes. So, in addition to the reconstruction, which, I, like I said, that's the original pavement from the 1960s. We're ripping it all out to the base and putting new. Uh, so, in addition to the reconstruction, we also have full-depth concrete pavement repairs in smaller sections. And so, that's going to be happening in Taddo from Pines Road to about Market Street and in small sections. However, that work is going to be primarily at night. All of that will be done at night. Those lanes have to be open by 6 a.m. in the morning. So those won't be round-the-clock lane closures. However, there's going to be some pretty extensive repairs to the, you know, the pavement there as well. It'll be full depth again, going down to the roadway base. It just won't be miles of it. So we've predetermined those sections that need to be repaired. When you
2: say going down to the base, let me—I've mm-hmm. heard from um from road contractors that say that the Louisiana standards are not the same. As say in Texas. Have we changed that? Are we going to build them up to to, to bigger, better standards now so they do last longer? I don't know what that means. Okay. You mean that
3: they're not the same standard?
2: Oh, maybe the depth of the pavement.
3: I don't speak the
2: language. I don't speak the language, but they, but a contractor who does work in Texas and Louisiana says it's, it's a, it's a little different standard in Texas as opposed to Louisiana. Um, you're following best practices, I assume? She said sure, federal standards. Okay.
3: Right, of course. I mean, but, but you're going to get a different product when you use concrete as opposed to asphalt. Okay. This is not an asphalt project. Um, asphalt is not a bad thing. It, you know, it's, we use, we have asphalt roadways everywhere. You're not going to get the same length of service as you do out of concrete. Uh, you want to use concrete, hopefully, on roads that see heavy travel and that will last, um, you know, a very long time, which is, you know, typically your interstate. And so, um, you know, I, I can't really, I'm not really sure what that contractor was referring to. Okay. I got mean, you. you know, pretty much all state DOTs are uh, adhering to the same standards. Um, but you know, your materials vary based on the type of project that you're doing. But when I say we go down to the base, we're ripping that road up to the dirt. Mm, you know, we're, wow. Amen. Hallelujah. Exactly, Me, I'm saying the same thing.
2: Now we so we see fine. this projection of this is a two and a half year project. That is like, Correct. oh my, barrel races for two and a half years. Um, that's mm-hmm. that's kind of your best that's case a, scenario, or the yeah, that's
3: the longest. Okay, that two and a half is really the worst case. So the worst the case, right? Is a two year project. It, the contractor bid seven hundred and thirty days. That's two years. Uh, you know, in a perfect world, we'd stay right on schedule and we'd finish up in September of 2025 or late 2025. Uh, you know, I think we all need to be a little realistic and know that things pop up, things impact construction timelines, things that are out of our control often. And so, you know, we may be looking at early 2026. Um, you know, it just kind of depends, but that, but that's the timeline. That's what the contractor bid. And so we're, we've are we been communicating to everybody that this is a two- to two-and-a-half-year-long project. So strap in on that. Mm-hmm. Prepare yourself for that. Um, but the bulk of the work, you know, of course, is the reconstruction portion. It's not a very long portion, but it's a portion that's been needing it for quite some time.
2: I think food trucks is a good idea. Y'all might want to look yeah, into that. Yeah, I love that
3: idea. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you, Aaron. I
2: appreciate it.
3: Thank you, guys. Mm-hmm.
0: Back to the big stories of the day with Mike and McCarthy on 101.7 FM and 710 Kiel. You,
1: you, you, you should be proud of me. Really? I watched the debate. Did last you night really from can to can Wow. Yeah. Of course, Uh, it was only an hour. The format sucked. Oh, Aaron. Those canned
2: questions was, that's just embarrassing as a member of the media. That's embarrassing.
1: The the whole presentation, I'm, look, I'm sorry, uh, they may be a great station. The, the the candidates looked bad. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was the lighting. I don't know. Nobody had makeup on. The seating
2: position looked awful. They were too close to each it other. It was
1: very awkward. And,
2: and you know, Sharice Gibson, who was the uh, co what moderator. Okay. Okay. She used to be here. She used to be at Channel Twelve. So she's. I mean, she moved along years and years ago. A big talent,
1: but I thought she did a good job.
2: She was actually. good. Her co host was, he, he was, was awful. He was terrible. Dreadful. Yeah. And then those canned questions from other me. I, who agreed yeah, to that? Yeah, the
1: pre-recorded from that the other stations. That so was stupid. It was, yeah.
2: It, and it was like they weren't going to debate if they didn't know the questions ahead of time. Heck to the note! And don't let them debate. Yeah. Everybody wants to come. Questions are open game. Everybody doesn't know what's ahead. And, and
1: let me clarify something because I, I I made the comment. Why are you in the race? If you're polling at two percent, mm-hmm. you know. I don't. I. I I'm. I. I just want to withdraw that. Okay? okay. You know. Okay. God love you. You're fighting I, I for what you believe what, in. I don't know what your motivation might be. Hmm. But you know, um, there were a couple that I was. You know, I. And and I'll. T- I like Sharon Hewitt from from mm-hmm. when she came in here. Yes. And talked with us. Common sense. She's. Uh, extremely intelligent, right in um, in conservative uh great experience. I, I really liked her. I, I thought Schroeder did a good job. He
2: was good. he was very was impressive a little
1: bit of pandering a
2: little bit I you know what what shocked me the biggest standout for me was when they had the yes or no questions on the gas tax. and Sean Wilson said no. He has come on this radio station over and over and over again and said, we haven't raised our gas tax in blah, blah, blah years. I remember years. that. I remember and that. We, yes. need the, we need, we need money to fund our infrastructure. We have a, at one point it was a $13 billion backlog. Now it's $18 billion. And he has touted a, an increased gas tax over and over. I could pull up clips going back, oh, you know, many years. And, and, last, and night. last night, no. no, no, no to a gas tax.
1: I, I went, thought he hmm. i thought he was very very coached, very rehearsed yeah he he would make statements as like um as governor i w- i would you know governor wilson would mm-hmm. and at one time though Aaron, he claimed he was the governor.
0: Ah, I know he didn't
1: mean to, to, but but the wording was, as governor, I understand, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, no, 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 no. As governor, I would understand or I will understand. But he claimed he was governor.
2: I thought he came off okay. I thought he came off a little bit testy. He was a little bit when they didn't start with him I'm sure on a question. He was very defensive. Yeah, he was supposed to be the first answerer of a question, and they didn't do that. And he he brought it up, and I'm like, eh, don't go there. I mean, they they goof up, but things happen. But I he's very
1: well spoken, you know, very yeah. intelligent. I just don't agree with his politics. Right.
2: I will say this, and and this is not to you know just drop the mic here, but I will say it was my best night of sleep ever because they put me drifted off to sleep. <laughs> It was a yawn fest. It,
1: it kind of was. It really
2: was, and it was a great night's sleep. Thank you, guys and gals. I, th- I thought
1: Waggsback did a good job.
2: He did okay. I was you can, not
1: impressed with Lundy.
2: He Wag-A-Spack on the no minimum wage is going to be a lot of people are going to be like, oh, no increase in the minimum wage, huh? You're a business guy. That's all you care about is business. You don't care about the workers. But that's but, his but background.
1: Think, think that think that through. Think, oh, I know think that whole process through to its conclusion. Mm-hmm.
2: It, it increased. It, you know, I have business owner friends. If they have to raise their minimum wage, many of them already pay above that anyway. But if they have to do it, then the prices of their goods are of going up. It's going to go up. You bet. But it was interesting to see. And, and, you know, hats off to him. He was honest. It was like, nope, don't believe in it. I, I I like those yes or no questions. Okay, if
1: right. if you've got a business and you need somebody to open and close the door, mm-hmm. okay, well, it doesn't require a lot of training. I know, and and a lot of skill, mm-hmm. a lot of intelligence, yeah. a lot of effort to do this job. Right. If you're so, it's not intended mm-hmm. to be a high paying.
2: Right. Scott Hughes will join us in studio after 7. His thoughts on the debate. What do you think?
0: We'll find out. Mike mm-hmm. and McCarty, 101.7 FM. Back with more of Mike and McCarty on 101.7 FM and 710 Kiel.
1: I don't understand the logic when... Now, this is maybe a bad example because this is just an industry change but like newspapers okay mm-hmm. newspapers well our our subscription numbers are dropping they're dropping let's raise the rates <laughs> yeah. the, the numbers people less people are subscribing let's raise the rates Wait, yeah.
2: No, that's not how you get more customers. It's not what works for business. I, you know, I was perusing things because I have no life, and I was looking at the LSU Board of Supervisors agenda because they had Kim Mulkey's salary increase on there, I and saw that. I mean, thirty-two million or something like that.
1: Who? Okay, won a championship.
2: Mm-hmm. Her yeah. second
1: year, yeah. baseball coach Jay Johnson. Won a second championship, mm-hmm. and he looking good for. Uh, oh, Brian Kelly! Good for Brian Kelly. So I
2: scrolled down and I see LSU football ticket price increase, and I went, <laughs> "Huh, what?" Now I know this agenda was set long before the loss to Florida State. I get that, and they probably were praying and hoping that it would be a big win over Florida State, and you would be, you know, moving up in the rankings from five to maybe in the top three. But you lost to Florida State, and now they're looking at bumping up LSU football tickets by $25 for each season ticket. And the last time LSU bumped up ticket prices was in 2020. Hmm. What happened in 2019? I think
1: a national championship.
2: Yeah, an undefeated season. Yeah,
1: the best. Th- that's been touted as the best college team in college football history.
2: Yes, you can raise your ticket prices then, right? For tomorrow night's game, you have people bailing out, unloading those people tickets,
1: giving tickets away.
2: Please, <laughs> you know, pay pay me to take my ticket. I mean, I'll pay you to take my tickets, yeah. fill my seats. It so. The Board of Supervisors is meeting today, and they're going to look at the ticket price increase. Well,
1: if that was set, like you say, if that was set a long time ago, mm-hmm. they're going to have to look at that and go, well, no, no, no. We can't. This is not timing, the timing. is horrible. We can't do that now. Let's we wait. We just dropped 10 spots in the UP Bowl.
2: Now, these increases wouldn't go into effect until next season, um, but they'd bring in another $5 million for the Tigers. So, I... Uh, uh, Bad timing. Yeah. Timing's a little bit off, guys.
1: Scott Hughes going to uh, join us after the top of the hour, uh, talking about last night's gubernatorial debate, Mike and McCarty.
0: Let's get back to the show with Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel.
1: I came across. <laughs> We were, of course we watched the the debate last night. We're going to talk about that next hour. Mm -hmm. Gubernatorial debate. Goober, huh? He said goober. (laughs) Um, I'm 12. Yeah. Um, Aaron, I came across, are, are we so desperate for entertainment? And I sat and watched 20 minutes. There's a new show on Netflix. I can't say show. All it is. Live cameras set up on some gorilla <laughs> habitat, and it's this baby gorilla. Oh, wow. Why are babies of anything? Elephants. We love babies. Babies, kittens. We love them. are so cute. Mm hmm it's just there's no narration there's no it's <laughs> the camera on the gorilla it's this big silverback and he's just sitting there and this little baby's rolling around oh and and he you know the big silverback was holding some kind of limb and branch and the baby snatches it oh <laughs> I my mean, it's gosh. hilarious but i'm thinking really there had wow. to be a committee there's a board and they said w- what if we set up cameras yeah. in the gorilla habitat mm-hmm and just filmed let people watch and it's live it's not even re it, it's just live you you can tune in right now and watch this yeah <laughs> live so that,
4: that whole trend started with just uh you know wildlife and fisheries people would put cameras up like in eagle's nests or zoos would put up cameras in like uh it was uh Fiona the hippo. Fiona the hippo, and then there was a giraffe Giraffe. Baby.
2: Remember the giraffe? Yeah,
4: they, and they, they just had cameras on them 24-7, and it got millions and millions of That's, views. So I guess crazy? they were like, "I they'll probably watch it on Netflix if we put it up.
2: <laughs> I, 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 I'm going <laughs> to fess up here our last minute. I'm going to fess up here because this is so bad. Some days when I just need a smile or just need to uh, just chill, I pull up and watch Mike the tiger to see what he's doing. He has a live cam on him. So all he's the time. got a live right. cam I mean, on like
1: Facebook or something.
2: Uh, it's on. Mike has his own Facebook page. Right. Yes. I, I and, do. I
1: follow his Facebook page. And he he, which is crazy. He's in he has got itself.
2: cameras on him the whole time, and I love watching when little kids run up to the his <laughs> environment and they and he comes at them, and some of them will run away. <laughs> I mean, it's just cute, and you get absorbed into watching what Mike's do, especially when he gets in the water. And he's swimming, he's
1: splashing around.
2: Oh, man, it, it's it's mesmerizing.
1: <laughs> well, I think primates we're fascinated with because they share so much with humans, uh, very close DNA. And it's interesting to watch. It's interesting to watch the interaction with them. I don't know. I just found it funny that that's even a thing. Right. That, okay, I can sit here and watch this yes. baby gorilla. Yeah. Go- gorillas are funny until they're not.
3: <laughs> yeah. Did you
1: see the footage of in the wild when there, there's oh. a crew sitting there and the gorilla just reaches over and grabs one grabs of the an ankle and, and drags oh. him. yeah, and drags him like three feet and then lets go and he says, yeah. "Just letting you know, uh, uh, I can kill I'm in, you. I'm in, in charge. <laughs> yeah, I'm the boss. Yes. <laughs> Scott Hughes joining us, Everton. After-
0: More breaking news and trending talk with Mike and McCarthy on 101.7 FM and 710 Kiel.
1: We got. We're talking about this Netflix. I I hesitate to call it a show because it isn't a show, right? Uh, This baby gorilla. Cam live cam set up, and I you know, and and I was just I'm amazed that that's where we are. And but it is interesting. It's funny to watch. Now I'm not going to sit there and watch it for hours. But we got a message on the Shreveport security systems message board. Simply said, writers strike. Yeah, that's true. Oh well, of course, Mm -hmm. networks are scrambling for content. (laughs) I <laughs> throw a camera in a gorilla enclosure.
2: Let me ask you about that cuz that's interesting. There's a show that I watch. I know it's 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 kind of cameras on gorillas except it's humans. It's the CBS show called Big Brother. I don't know if you're familiar with it or not, but they have I, I 58 can, cameras in this house. It. I
1: can't do it. I,
2: but I'm curious about with the writer strike um when you hear everybody say, "Oh, these reality shows are scripted, blah blah they- blah." But if there's a writer strike, this show is live right now. It's summertime; is when it airs live. I'm wondering, with the strike, are there's? I guess there's no scripts now. I don't know. I'm. I would be curious.
1: I remember somebody took. Uh, we were at uh, Strawn's. This was years ago. That uh, redneck millionaire show. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, we were sitting there, and and I started watching these crews come in, setting up lights and setting up. And I asked the the owner. I said, "Wes, what's, what's what's going on?" He goes, "Oh, that they're, they're fixing to start shooting a scene here." Mm-hmm. And there were people over in one of the booths reading their script. Yes, exactly for the reality show.
2: So, what are these reality show? What is this one that's on now? Are they really have yeah. no script? I, are you? Do you have Scrubs writing their scripts? I'm curious about that because it's a new. Show online. It's,
1: it's scabs, not scrubs.
2: <laughs> Thank you, scabs. I appreciate that. <laughs> you know, I'm saying the wrong words right. these days. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> oh gosh, don't start.
2: Y'all yeah. are sores for sight eyes. Oh
1: no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I. The only quote reality show that I that I that we watched, and we just and we knew it was what it was. It's like people that watch wrestling, knowing it's it's you know not real. Mm-hmm. It's just fun kind of thing. It was that Duck Dynasty?
2: Oh yeah, I, we
1: we did like watching Duck Dynasty. You know, uh, I didn't
2: watch much of that. I really didn't. I'm my not daughter sure why. and
1: I got into that. Did you? Yeah, and I went over to uh, I got sent over by an agency here to um, Ruston. Maybe it was Met- no West Monroe. Okay, and uh, to I had to record Uncle Cy. Si. He yeah. was doing a a recording for it was a fundraising event mm-hmm. here in Shreveport, and I and I went over and recorded him. Oh, cool! Because I had mobile equipment.
2: Oh, nice!
1: And it was fun. Yeah.
2: Well,
1: I'm he was at, he was at somebody's house and shopping for diamonds. Oh, while we were <laughs> sitting there recording this. These guys from a jewelry store, because he couldn't go into the jewelers. Oh man! So the guys brought all this. I'm sitting here just going, that's a different world. Yes, that's not your world. Bringing you diamonds (laughs) to shop in your house. Poor darling, what a tough life. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Speaking of a tough life, a different world, Scott Hughes, uh, Shreveport political analyst, going to join us. We watched the uh, gubernatorial debate last night, and we'll get his perspective, uh, which would be a lot more more deeper than mine coming up after the news. 101.7 FM. 1017-FM-710-Keel, Mike and McCarty in studio with uh, Shreveport Political Analyst Scott Hughes joining us. Uh, obviously, you watched the debate last night. Overall, give me a grade. What did you think of the overall debate?
4: Overall, I watched the debate last night. <laughs> I, I guess it happened. I'll
1: tell you, I thought it I mean, was you're, a D. You're
4: looking, you're looking for my overall reaction. I guess it happened. That, that was my favorite comment that I saw online last
1: night. My stepdad used to go when when he got dinner, and she goes, "How was it?" He goes, "Well, it was filling." <laughs> no, it,
4: yeah, I mean, I went in. To be fair, I think all of us that are political junkies went into it um, as we always do, excited because it was our first chance to sure. really see them all together. Um, we knew that Jeff Landry would not be there, so we knew that there was going to be the quote elephant in the room. That, mm-hmm. um, but that we didn't. I mean, not only did we not talk about the elephant in the room, it was like the elephant didn't even exist. Yeah. And so I, I sat back when it was over, and I was highly underwhelmed by what took place. And I said, "What did I just see?" Mm-hmm. And my only reaction was. I saw candidates that thought, let me take the opportunity to just introduce myself. I'm not going to talk about the guy not here. I'm not really going to attack anybody else on the stage. There were only two or three minor skirmishes. Mm-hmm. Um, it was really a, just let me take, if any, if anyone's watching – OK, because Landry's mm-hmm. not there and the NFL football was on last night and things. Let me just introduce myself because the, the fact that the chances are a lot of people don't know anybody on that stage.
2: Let me ask you this, Scott, because I've watched a lot of these debates, as you have to. And this one to me looked like the candidates had these demands that we want to know every question ahead of time so we can be prepared for it. That is not, for me, a debate. That is not the way we want to see these folks. I want to see them off the cuff how smart are you how good are you at winging it and and then you get to the truth it was like everything was so staged and and
1: horrible
4: like mike i have a relationship with channel three who Mm was one of the producers of the show co-sponsors of the show so i want to be careful and not criticize our friends in the media but but in full fairness i'm an analyst the format was awful um, if we had a debate at any point last night, it was between the candidates and the moderators. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yes. They, they, yes. They got into some format fights on the questions. Um, I, I love speed round, lightning round. You love lightning round love questions. Em. I think you can learn. You learn probably more in the lightning round questions quickly than the long-form questions. But a lot of the lightning round questions, to be fair were not fair questions. They weren't.
1: They, they, thank you. They were worded to where you couldn't say yes or no, on, and they were making them take a stand. That Yeah, I agree with They were you. always maybes
4: because the the truth is politics is very nuanced a lot of times. And and I think, and and I'll give um, the treasurer, John Schroeder credit. I think he was the one that made this statement at one point, which is the truth is that we all know the answers. You know, that we've all done this for years and you ask a question and most everybody that's running for governor or that's in politics knows what the possible solutions are. So Mm -hmm. to have that conversation is kind of silly. It's really, he said it's about leadership. It's about who can get it done. And I really think that was probably the best answer Schroeder gave all night. To be honest, I don't think the treasurer had a big night, especially his opening 15 minutes. Um, John's very personal. You've had him on. I've met him in person. Um, He didn't come across last night, I think, as very personable on television. I thought Hunter Lundy, um, independent running. I thought Hunter had a really bad night. I thought if you
1: watched him, he was the
4: loser of the night. You come away going, Why is this guy even on the stage? Yeah, he seemed Um, weird. And the other three, I mean, Sharon Hewitt is a very intelligent, very knowledgeable woman. She was in all the gas business. I think she was trying to, her Problem is name awareness. She was a state senator. Nobody knows her really outside of her district. And she's trying to get out and meet people. I thought the two that came across the, the as, as the quote winners, air, you know, radio air quotes. I thought if you went in with a Sean Wilson, if he was your guy, you came out thinking Sean Wilson did fine. Mm-hmm. He didn't hurt himself, right. which is his only job right now. Um, and, I, and I think yes, he looks a little canned at times, but you know, he, he also looks like a guy that's used to being in front of a mic and asking questions as the secretary. The most interesting thing wilson said all night was that he was against the gas tax
2: i i agree <laughs> he said on this yeah. radio station over and over again we need to increase and, and we'll the come gas back
4: tax in a second. let me finish to be fair mm-hmm. i thought wagons if you didn't know any of them and you didn't know politics i think wagons had the best night he came across he he got to sit in the middle he came across as looking the most gubernatorial you know he looked up to be honest he looked a lot like and i, I probably he probably doesn't want me to say this, but he looked a lot like Bobby Jindal sitting there. He was he was very professional, very intelligent. He doesn't he want you saying he that. Yeah, policy Stop answer me. to everything. He didn't he didn't play to the crowd. He just like. he gave you a pretty good policy answer. So I think he probably had the best night. If you didn't know the candidates coming in, you probably left going, "Wow, that guy was had a pretty good night." Um, and then I think and so overall, no one killed themselves, but without Landry there, it was tough. And back to the Warner gas tax, um, what was interesting to me is the question was. If you were governor, what Mm -hmm. would you do with the tax? And I think where Wilson, again, back to Mike, your question, that was a yes, no. Right. But the question I really may have wanted him to hear was, I was in favor of a gas tax when John Bell Edwards was the governor. Remember, he's the secretary. It's not his policy. You don't decide as secretary of transportation what you're going to do. But he made it very clear he wasn't in favor of a gas tax. The truth is most of them agreed on the yes-nos more than they disagreed.
2: You bet. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. When we come back, I want to talk about the crime issue to me for a governor, for them to say all those things they're going to do. Can they really? Can we talk about that?
4: Uh, we can talk. We 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 do it today. We can talk about it.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
4: Scott yeah. Hughes
0: in studio. Mike and McCarty. Back with more of Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel.
1: We're in studio with Scott Hughes, Shreveport political analyst, talking about the gubernatorial debate last night. Do you think it... Hurt or helped or didn't matter that Landry didn't, wasn't there?
4: I think the way it came out last night, it probably helped Landry to a degree because he took no damage. I mean, let's be honest. Sure. There's one question that someone alluded to, the attorney general, didn't even name him. But he took no damage.
1: He's, and that was Schroeder, I think. Yeah, he's
4: 30 points up on the Republican candidates. He's kind of probably running a little even with Sean Wilson. So it, it didn't hurt him. Okay. now it um, it, it didn't help Landry because he left the door open for us to meet some folks so that the most interesting thing will be what happens in some of the instant polling that's done this week. Does anybody show movement? Um, does anybody make, make closure? I do believe that um, Jeff Landry has said he is going to attend the next debate, which is next week. Okay, so I think there's a second one scheduled next week. That'll be interesting. And I think the candidates probably knew that. And so they said, look, if he's going to show up on another one, we'll introduce ourselves. And then we'll wait next week to see if, the, if he shows up. Scott,
2: I I kind of want to call BS on some things I hear when I hear hear these candidates talk. When they you talk have a about,
4: BS card. I think you're yeah, allowed to do that.
2: When they talk about crime... And you hear them like Wags talked about, we're going to put up the shot spotters and the cameras. And that's not the governor's job. That's the local government. If Shreveport wants shot spotters or if Monroe wants more cameras, that's the community's job. What does the governor really have to do with that?
4: Well, I mean, crime, everyone's going to talk about crime at every level because Mm -hmm. it's what the people say. You poll it, it's the number one thing. And so a governor doesn't go make arrests, you know. Now what can a governor do if Communities say we want shot spotters or we want cameras. A governor can certainly put pressure on the legislature to fund that. Okay, I think there's one one of the candidates gave a very good answer last night. I apologize, I can't remember which one. But a governor can certainly say, "I want three or four classes of state police." A governor can have a obviously the legislature controls funding, Mm -hmm. so a governor can work with the legislature and say, "We are down 250 state police officers. Let's staff that up." A governor can work with the legislature and say, "We want to find things to do." And they've actually done this, I believe, to work with locals to put um, sign-on bonuses for police officers. They can Those things a governor can do. A governor can't really do a lot about local crime. Mm-hmm. Um, that is going to be based at the community level. But I think what governors do, just like presidents, is what a governor talks about may get done. And so I think by making it the issue, you can do that.
2: Education was a big topic last night, too. Some of the questions came up, and there was... Again, a lot of the political mumbo-jumbo. We're going to pay our teachers more. We're going to start at a younger age and get to our students younger. Did we hear anything new and innovative at all?
4: I, I don't think that we did. I think we heard the same thing we always hear. It always amazes me. Every time we get to election season... Every elected official supports raises for teachers mm-hmm. and the southern average, and yet we never get there. And they were the ones in the legislature. That, that If I were fact-checking last night, which I haven't done yet, you know, because it really wasn't that – you know, stunning of a debate to me. But most of those people on that stage have served in the legislature, mm-hmm. and they actually cast votes. We talk about Sean right. Wilson and the gas tax. Mm-hmm. But to be fair, many of the others made statements about things that they actually cast votes on. The right. one that caught my attention was, um, "Would you support a second black congressional district based on the clear, uh, no, no splitting hairs language of the U.S. Supreme Court?" And the answer of four of them was. I will support what the law says.
3: Mm-hmm. And
4: three of them voted against the 2nd Congressional District when the law clearly said you had to have it. So right. it, it, when you're running for office, you say what you want to say. You say what the people want to hear. The the, the, the the proof is in the pudding, as they say. When you get in office, do you make that your priority? And do you use what, what we all agree is the bully power of the governor? Do you use that to force an agenda? That's what we're going to that's what you're looking at. Do you trust will that person actually follow through on doing that? that.
2: Okay, we are geeks, dorks, whatever you want to call us. Um, we watched it. You watched it. Mike watched it.
4: We were how three many, of the five in the state, I think.
2: That's the thing. How many people really yeah. give a bleep about well, this and, right and now? Until
1: you, I don't know how, where you watched it. It was hard to find if you didn't know where to go. Oh, absolutely. I don't think PBS broadcast it. Nope. Nobody broadcast it. You had to go to the streaming channels Mm -hmm. and the sub-channels.
4: Yeah, I found it, Which I think
1: is... a shame.
4: I found it on one of KTBS's off-channel. That's I, what I, I found. I, I knew it would be there, so I looked at it. But just, I found it on I mean, YouTube. Minor thing. I don't know if yeah. Channel 3 even controls this, but minor thing is even when, you, when you went to the TV guide, it didn't say debate. It said the program that was regularly going right. to be on the program. Doc Martin or something. Um, and so, yeah, and, and I think that just shows you even though you put together, to be honest, the statewide network of power stations. Everyone here knows, you know, Channel 3, ABC, KTBS, but the other networks that were involved were power networks in those markets. Markets. And you probably had, you know, on a Thursday night, you probably had a pathetic television audience for that for that show.
2: Well, when will you've been doing this a long time? When will people start caring and start making their minds up the week of two weeks out?
4: I, I think on this one, it's, it's going to probably be. Maybe even the last week, I mean, right now there's, there's no passion for this race. Um, the, 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 there is some concern. Um, the biggest thing I've seen in this race, to be honest, is we're starting to see the quote "attack ads come out, you know mm-hmm. and, um, and some of the candidates are going after each other. The most significant attack ad that raised my eyeballs over the weekend watching the LSU game, actually, it came in is the Republican Governance Association is running an ad against Sean Wilson which I thought was interesting, you know, because well, ideally he's not a threat to anybody in the first round unless they believe they can bring him below about 25%. Mm-hmm. So the fact that we are already seeing outside third-party pack attack ads against the Democratic candidate, in theory on behalf of all of the Republican candidates, but probably on behalf of Jeff Landry, that raised my eyes. Other than that, until we get to the last week, I don't think people are going to pay attention.
1: But I'd rather see that than attacking each other.
4: That, 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 from a party standpoint, yes.
1: That's what I mean, yeah, right.
4: And, and so and so, it, it's not surprising, but the fact that, that, that they feel the need to run the ads right now, they're not going to save them for the second round. is when I thought they would do that. Um, the other problem you have structurally is we're talking about the governor's race. But last I checked, there are people running for state rep, state senator, mm-hmm. um, you know, the the, the commission police jury races. There's races all over the ballot. We have a sheriff's race in this parish. Mm-hmm. There's a tax assessor race, mm-hmm. you know, a like real one in County Parish. We're not seeing any of that outside of a few random yard signs. The rain has managed to pop up. Yeah, so I don't think people are even aware there's an election cycle. Now it's not till October.
1: So are we you are calling still like yard signs six, Eight weeks away.
4: I'm, yeah. Yard signs. Yard signs. <laughs> I remember years ago, um, it was on a campaign. And um it's actually one I was working on and knocked on the door. And, you know, there's a yard sign in the yard. And, I, you know, I said, I'm here to you know support such and such. And I noticed you have the other candidates signing the yard. And just wanted to, you know, introduce anyway. The guy said, I didn't put that there. I take it down every day. It grows every night. <laughs> so yard signs are known to pop up on their oh, own. Oh, man. That's no, funny. No, no, no. Yeah. We
2: have three of the candidates coming in in the next week or so, so
4: three
1: it's of the governor candidates. three of the governor's candidates. Yeah. we
4: have a yes. WAG's Wednesday? I think yes, you were telling we, me. Have, we
1: do. We have Sharon Hewitt coming in this coming Monday mm-hmm. on 9-11. Then we have uh, Stephen Waggis back coming in on Wednesday, and then John Schroeder will be here the following Wednesday, the mm-hmm. 20th.
2: And we'll hopefully get Sean Wilson. We'll reach out to the others too. Jeff Landry as well. Hopefully We're you'll get ha-
4: Jeff. you get Jeff. It's funny. You had Jeff like once a month for years yep. until... We'll, now. He'll,
2: he'll do it. He'll come in. He, he will uh, come. I, yeah.
4: think, I think he will start speaking in the next couple weeks.
1: Absolutely. Scott, he has thanks.
4: He coming up at Shreveport
2: Yes, he does. He's got Donald Trump Jr. coming
0: in. That'll be interesting.
1: Thank you, Scott. Scott Hughes, Empty Nester. Thanks for coming in. Appreciate you. Thank y'all. 1017.
0: Back with more of Mike and McCarty on one oh one seven FM and seven ten Kiel. One oh one
1: seven FM, seven ten Kiel, Mike and McCarty. Is it, this has been the longest short week I think I've ever.
2: I love four day work weeks, but this one has been long. No <laughs> doubt about it. Um, I want you to come see me today, by the way, the book bazaar. I'll be there from three to I five. I'm going to come over there. Mm-hmm. And it is, um, I'm jealous you got to do this. It is absolutely a blast. It's at the Centenary Fitness Center. You'll see all the signs. The doors open at four today. They'll be open till nine and then from nine to four tomorrow. If you really are a penny pincher, they cut the prices in half Saturday at noon. So anything that's left, afternoon, they slash
1: the but, prices. But then again, you take that risk. Uh, you, losing you're, Allison, your selection yes. is going to be less.
2: But they have, I mean, they have DVDs. They have records. They have all kinds of stuff in addition to the thousands and thousands of books. It's a cool event. I love this event every year. I've been doing this for a long time, and I just hope I don't spend all my money there
1: <laughs> is my problem. That's uh. Oh. I used to go to the used bookstores around. Mm -hmm. I I hate to say before I got my.
2: Oh, bring some cash. It'll be fun.
1: That'll be fun. It's and great, it's at it, it's at the uh, auditorium, uh, the Centenary gymnasium, Fitness, yeah, yeah.
2: Fitness Center, and you'll see the signs. They'll direct you to where to park and all that. So, can
1: you park in the parking lot? Because sometimes, yes. it's like that parking lot right there, they go, yeah, you got to have a sticker to go in there. I think you
2: can park in there, yeah, for the book bazaar. The, I think they've got they'll, it cleared. Yeah, go,
1: we got people coming, and there and will understand. be lines of
2: people with their wagons and their
1: because they shot at me one time. The they did not. Yeah, I parked in there and they the guy did pulled not. Out, Started shooting. I was like, dude, seriously? Okay, my panties are in a little bit
2: of a wad about something today, and I I need to I need to dig them out. Can we do that next?
1: Well, thanks for that visual. <laughs> Mike and McCarty.
0: Let's get back to the show with Mike and McCarty on 1017FM and 710 KEEL. Okay. Are you are you digging
1: for gold? I'm done. Okay. I
2: I got it out, but I'm still in a I'm still in a tizzy. Okay. I'm still in a tizzy,
1: and I. Is this the uh, millage?
2: Yeah, the criminal justice millage for Caddo Parish. Okay. Um, three and a half mills. It would be from 2024 until 2039. Now we all know we need. More juvenile justice beds. We need some help for our juvenile justice program. But this millage that Caddo Parish is proposing, I can't even read it. I'm going to let you do it. You have it in front of you? I think so. Okay. For the, from the point of, for the purpose of, read from there. This is for the
1: juvenile justice tax. Wait, 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 wait. On the, in the paragraph?
2: In the paragraph.
1: For the purpose of maintaining public safety by supporting costs for community mental health programs, workforce development programs, neighborhood development programs, litter and blight abatement, a criminal justice system, the juvenile justice system, including acquiring, equipping, improving, maintaining, and operating these systems. <laughs> what?
2: Litter abatement? Blight abatement? In our criminal justice millage? Really? Mental health programs? Shouldn't we have a separate millage for those? Am I am I wrong?
1: I mean, I can see where you would... Can you go tie in a workforce development program? You know, if somebody's at work, hopefully they're not, you know, <laughs> busting a cap in a bank.
2: But this brings in $5 million. And, and the problem with government speak is that this now, the way they have it lumped together with all these things they're putting in here, the money that we hope is for juvenile justice, because isn't that the title? Doesn't the title Pat- say...
1: Parish of Caddo Criminal Justice Millage.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Not juvenile, it says right. criminal justice.
2: So, but then the, the money, juvenile justice or criminal justice could get nothing or a pittance. And we could start these new litter abatement programs, blight abatement programs.
1: Community mental health programs.
2: Yes. I just don't like when they do this. They lump everything in there and then they expect us to not see it and not realize y'all are just putting a blanket out going we can spend the money on whatever we want.
1: Right,
2: And it's $5 million. I don't understand why they do it like this. Somebody maybe can explain but I think it's no, a mistake. You know why
1: they're doing it like that? Of course. I mean, I
2: obvious. want to know what my money is being spent on. If I need juvenile justice beds and that's your priority, it should say that. And I will vote for that. But when you throw everything up on the wall that you might spend the money on, you're not guaranteeing me that there's going to be more juvenile justice beds. It doesn't say that.
1: Right. Well, it doesn't
2: they, say anything about who's going to get how much.
1: Okay, it did. Hold on. Did it even say? I'm okay. Just, it did say juvenile justice system. It does. It does say that, but that's amongst the 15 other things. Right. A criminal justice system.
2: I I don't like this government speak, throw everything in there, then we'll do with it what we want later. I want someone to come in. a broad
1: spectrum of yeah. projects here. That's true. W- why... You, we know
2: government. why they do it like that, because they want well, them because freedom. Well, because each one
1: of them has their own pet project that they want included.
2: That's not what we want our government money spent on. What are our needs? What are our dramatic and drastic needs right now? And, yes, it may be mental health. Well, you know what? Make that a separate proposition. Let's see, you know, how we really feel about that. Do we want more mental health programs? Vote it yay or nay. Do we want more criminal justice beds for juveniles? Vote it yay or nay. We're smart enough to figure out individual propositions. Don't lump it all in there. And then we trust you. Are are we, though? To do. I hope we are. I just don't trust government to do right by us. Well, of course not.
1: But I also don't trust the masses to study on issues. Now, I'm not saying that I'm, I'm not for this. Mm hmm. But historically, voters don't do a lot of research. Right. And I think the more
2: you throw in this thing, the more you doom it. The more you put all kind of apples and oranges well, in course. it, the sure. more people are going to go, Nah, I don't like that. you think
1: they have a word for that. Pork. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of pork in this. A lot of pork
2: in that. And I want to know exactly how much of this is going to be dedicated to juvenile justice and criminal justice. We'll have to have them in, and they'll have to explain.
1: Get those panties out of that bunch. Oh, thank you. 101.7 FM. seven.
0: Now more breaking news and trending talk with Mike and McCarty on 101.7 FM and 710 Keel. I have to admit, I love the picture
1: of Joe Burrow still in uniform kicking back in the locker room with his legs crossed holding that cigar (laughs) after the national championship game. Yeah,
2: that was amazing.
1: (laughs) So exciting. (laughs) That is like my... That is so badass. I'm sorry, because mm-hmm. he wasn't trying to look how cool. I he was going. Yep, I am savoring this moment.
2: Yes, enjoying it and well, loving every minute of I it. I
1: think his level of cigars might have just gone up a little bit.
2: Yeah, well, he has got a new deal. It's like crazy.
1: A record deal, highest paid NFL player in history, two hundred seventy five million dollars. For five years, and Whoa. this is the Bengals. This is the the Cincinnati wow. Bengals. Wow, two
2: hundred seventy-five million over five, five years. Five year
1: in two nineteen, guaranteed.
2: That's fifty million a year, right?
1: I could live on that.
2: Something like that. That's a lot of nice cigars. <laughs> Golly, yeah. But you know what? If you make that much money. You better bring me a title or two. You better, you better deliver.
1: Of course, you
2: best be delivering. But they also got to surround him with great players too. I mean, they know that. I would guess that's exciting. He better be buying
1: his O line some (laughs) Rolex watches or something.
2: He is a talent, though. I mean, he's kind of a once in a generation kind kind of guy. Absolutely, and. You know, to bring Cincinnati out of the doldrums because they were literally in the mm. basement.
1: Mm-hmm. And
2: they're now a contender. Folks will consider them a contender. Did you watch any last night? Detroit beating Kansas City? I, I
1: did not because I, I watched the debate. Yeah. And then after that, I pretty much t- turned them up. Um, Opening night, big shocker. The Lions yeah. beat Kansas City. And they were hoping for, a, what, 20-0, and 0, they were saying? Yes. They were hoping. Yeah, nope, didn't happen. Didn't happen. Opening game. Toast. That was crazy. Wonderful, Larry Zonka fired up the cigar and the champagne. <laughs> yeah,
2: no kidding, no kidding. Just great news for Joe Burrow and and exciting for him and his family and you know the the Bengals. I'm a I'm a big you know I love my Saints and I like the Cowboys and Cincinnati's up there too. Cincinnati's now up there too.
1: I when I when I was I don't know I guess it must have been junior high school. Um, we used to build ramps. And bicycle off the ramps, you know. Mm -hmm. I broke my collarbone. Oh. Doing that one time. The board fell off, my sprocket hit the cinder blocks and I was tumbling. And I didn't cry, you know. Okay. They they took me to the hospital. I didn't cry until they cut my Larry Zonka jersey off of me.
2: Oh no. Right up between the three
1: and the nine. (laughs) (laughs) Sad. Sad. (laughs) Mike McCarty. 1017 FM seven ten Keel. Mike and McCarty, happy Friday. I just have to say that. Finally. Mm-hmm. thank goodness. Wrapping up the longest short week ever. I know. I know. I can see I can see kickback on this. What you got from Tom Dark. Really? Well, because people are going to say well, you got more important things to worry about than pools. Oh, absolutely. You absolutely. Know, I mean, mm-hmm. I can just I can hear it already.
2: Mhm. Bond Study Committee had their second meeting yesterday and it was focused on spar needs, which is more than parks. It uh, spar handles all the city buildings and all that. And I'm waiting on the proposal that uh, uh Shelley Regel gave to the Bond Study Committee. They're going to send it to me and I'll put it at keelnews.com. But among the items is kind of an interesting idea. Um, what's the plan? It looks like for AC Steer. Did you see that? Yeah,
1: it's the, 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 see. I think this is really cool. In in the fact that AC Steer already has the right to play park uh, for children with disabilities, this really fits right in with with uh, with what they're already doing there. Uh, a therapeutic recreation program. It's it's a new rec center. At AC Steer, Mm -hmm. primarily for the use of SPAR's therapeutic recreation program for persons with special needs. Uh, It includes a pool with wheelchair access. Nice. And a challenger field usable for activities involving people with physical impairments. That's a great idea. And it, like I said, it would already, it would complement... The right to play park that's already there. I think, mm-hmm. I think that's a great idea.
2: It really is. And there's room there for it. They have that covered area. You could go there and you could, Im- you could incorporate the pool in. I guess it's going to be, I don't know if it's going to be an indoor pool or not. I would assume so. Maybe not. Those are expensive.
1: And it's not like adding another pool. What they're going to do is replace the, that would replace the Quirby's, uh, golf course pool and rec center. Not replace, the, not replace the not replace
2: the golf course.
1: No, 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 no. <laughs> the way you the, phrased it, <laughs> it's at the golf course. Okay. it's at that location. Right, right. They say that pool is uh, the rec center is really old, mm-hmm. um, and uh, replacing that pool. So they're just moving that facility to okay uh, uh, AC Steer,
2: and it. Part of it is also housed at Princess Park, so it would move from there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing SPAR proposed, Shelley proposed yesterday, was um, completely overhauling the city's pools. Because right. they're all dating back to the 80s or before, and they're not really today's pool systems. In fact, she said, I saw a part of the meeting where she said they're really not family-friendly pools because many of them have a very deep end. And you can only use a portion of the pool because if you go beyond a certain area in the pool, it drops off to like eight feet deep. Where in today's world, you typically don't. eight feet, is that
1: considered very deep?
2: Well, for for the today's pool world, you would typically not have something that's over everybody's head. You would have something that. That Most was people part can of use it. Uh, well, I know. And for that, you'd have to go to other facilities. But for a public park, you want everybody to be able to use the whole pool. And be able, and maybe it gets to five feet or something like that. But you want to make sure you don't have the issue of non-swimmers getting drifting over. So the days of
1: when we had the high dives and twelve feet and twelve feet deep because you had to have it deep to to, because you were coming off that high dive. There's no more
2: diving boards, as you well know. They're gone.
1: Those are all gone.
2: Diving boards are gone. Yeah, they're they're. Uh, It's it's real iffy for slides. No wonder
1: we have a world full of snowflakes.
2: I know. I know. I you know. I'm
1: no more jungle gyms and diving boards come on
2: yes they're they're gone um merry-go-rounds are disappearing too believe it or not
1: oh i believe
2: it. um the the ones that you get on and you try to balance in the middle and your brothers and try to swing you kids, off
1: we don't want our kids to do anything dangerous i know they might get we hurt want to, we don't want to hurt them i know
2: This was Spar's day to pitch, and she pitched, you know, the the needs at our public facilities. And (laughs) I'm curious, will people think this is money we need to spend? Do we need new pools at our parks right now? Because we hear people always screaming and hollering. We need more things for our kids to do. My pitch is let's make sure they're open let's keep them open more than 3 or 4 hours a day. Right. You know, let's more keep than,
1: them Yeah. Yeah, 2 2 months out of the whole year.
2: Start a Memorial Day and run through Labor Day and yeah. maybe even go weekends in September if you have to. All through September, you know, have them open where people well, can go use them.
1: Yeah, it's nice weather here on into November or later. You could, I mean You could
2: keep them open. Absolutely. All through October. Mm-hmm. And so we will we will see, you know, the the each department is going to come in and pitch their knees and then they're going to the, the bond committee will have to hone in on, you know, break it down. Then they'll go through the administrative process and then through the council. And then we'll see what they're going to pitch to the voters. And will voters support these? You know, the last time the whole package for SPAR was voted down. So nothing got done. Only thing that passed was, um, you know, fire and police. That was about it.
1: And again, that was more, I think, a referendum on the previous administration. right. Um, which this current administration, there are some issues, city council, that need to be addressed, city council chairman, mm-hmm. uh, that some people aren't going to be happy with
2: Yes, when yes. this
1: bond proposal is brought forth.
2: Absolutely. They need to make sure they're working cohesively and stop all this nonsense that they've been doing. They have to. If you want this bond issue to pass, city council, you have Got to To find a way to stop this nonsense.
1: To make some changes.
2: Yeah. Personal changes. changes.
0: I'm with you. 1017FM. Back to the big stories of the day with Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel.
1: See when you tell me I can't get in, mm-hmm. you're you're forcing me to go in.
2: I know, I know, I know.
1: You're you're going to be at the at the book bazaar today, it,
2: and if you and don't, it doesn't yeah. even
1: open until four, right? I'll but be, there be there at three. You're going to be there at three,
2: three to five. I'm going to be there. So I'm
1: coming in at three.
2: They'll let you in. They'll, they'll, let, be, they'll let you in.
1: I got to see, and and I'm uh, and your if face I, is your ticket. And if I've told this, I, I apologize. I I got backstage. And into the dressing room with Garth Brooks. Wow. With my wife. And we didn't even have tickets to the show. That's
2: crazy.
1: <laughs> you just moseyed on through. If you walk in like you own the place. Mm-hmm. And like, I, I, I dare you question why I'm here. Right, right. A lot of times these, you know, they're they're not going to. Right. They, they assume had, you're supposed to be there. I had my radio station gear on. Mm-hmm. And walked up and went, hey, what's going on, buddy? You know, as I walked through the door. Hey, hey, hey. Didn't even have a ticket to get in the door. Didn't even have a ticket. Jeez, that's crazy. So the funny part was I wasn't planning on going back to the dressing room or seeing Garth again. I had met him the previous year. Right. So we're standing next to the stage, backstage, looking out, going, okay, where are we going to sit? Because we don't have tickets. And my wife is terrified. Oh no! And the guy, and a guy comes up to me, and he sees my radio station paraphernalia. He goes, "Hey, are you Danny Fox?"
2: Oh, I love Danny. I May me he rest too. In East, yes, yeah.
1: and I said, "No, I haven't seen him yet." He goes, "Okay," and he's holding his clipboard. Well, do you want to go ahead and come on back, and I'll come back and get him? And my wow. wife looked at me, and I said, "Yeah, we might as well." <laughs> She takes us backstage to meet Garth. There's Garth in his dressing room. Mm. Aaron Garth looked at me and goes, "Hey, Mike. He remembered you from the year before. Unbelievable! Wow. Unbelievable! The guy meets millions of people a year. Mm-hmm. That's incredible. And and my wife, says, she's looking at me. But the remarkable thing was, we didn't stay because I didn't want to. I'm just not that that guy. Yeah." With the camera. Will you sign this? Will you sign this? Can mm-hmm. I get pictures? Yeah. I? Shut, shut up. Mm-hmm. They're normal people. Right. Right. And after the show, I, he, he was singing the last song. I had seen a playlist backstage and he was singing whatever the song was. And I saw underline three times off stage. Mm-hmm. So I told, uh, told Dina, I said, look, this is it. We got to go. Let's get out of here before the crowd. So we're going backstage again. And I see a security guy that I knew, so mm-hmm. I stopped and said, Hey, we're talking to him. and he goes, Oh, 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 move back. Well, here comes Garth. Now i I'm not I'm nobody in his world. Right. I don't I don't say he says my name to go look how important I am. this is his remarkable gift that he has. After the show he was drenching with sweat. He looked at Dina and goes, Dina, it was nice to meet you. Wow. Wow met her one time before the before his two hour show That's incredible That's Mike, incredible great to see you again
2: mm-hmm Holy cow yeah that's why gift. he's Garth that's why he's Garth What a gift He took you know I want to mention something because he had a show in um, New Orleans. A week or so ago, right after Jimmy Buffett died. I think the night we announced, and and he was really criticized for not doing Margaritaville, not doing anything, no tribute to Buffett at all. And I got to thinking about it, and I thought, he probably didn't have the permissions yet.
1: Right. It was so fresh
2: that he didn't have, um, because surely he knows Margaritaville. Who doesn't know that song? And so I thought, ah, y'all are jumping on him too harsh. Um, but then when they, somebody said, well, he didn't even acknowledge Jimmy Buffett. I thought, I don't know if that's true or not. I'm not sure. I wasn't at the show, but I kind of realized probably why he didn't do Margaritaville was because he didn't have the okay yet. You gotta
1: get permission.
2: You have to get permission or you're in big trouble. So that could have been it. And you know, and some of them would go heck with it. I'm going to do it without permission and I'll just pay them what they want later.
1: Yeah, but, but ask cap and bmi penalty fees oh, are yeah. nothing to sneeze at yeah
2: you're right about that but he, i was surprised he took a lot of criticism from the folks that were at the show on why he didn't do some sort of tribute to uh, jimmy buffett cuz his show i think was the night that we heard or the night after it was real close and i and i thought there's a reason garth didn't cuz garth the garth i know would have easily sure. done a
1: tribute to jimmy buffett right.
2: no doubt so what a cool guy he's and, a cool and, guy
1: you might even say he might not have even known at that point if it had just been announced. I would bet he knew. I mean, the the way the world happens
2: today, everybody's phone is blowing up with the b- bulletins and all that. He, he or his people knew. Somebody knew. So, I you know, I don't know. And, and I'm trying to give him the benefit of I the know, doubt. I know. But to get that song in his... Playlist, you know, at that latest stage would have been tricky. Right. You know, but we'll see.
1: Scott Hughes joined us earlier this morning. We uh, went over the gubernatorial debate, and uh, we'll talk about that coming up at 840
0: Mike and McCarty, 1017. Back with more of Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel.
1: Talking about Garth Brooks and I had dinner with Garth Brooks. I'm not real starstruck. You're not, no. No, I mean, because once you meet them, you know they say never meet your heroes. Yeah, yeah. I mean they're just normal folks. I was looking. Now there are some special people, obviously. Um, but but you know when you you talk to them and and they're great people most for the most part, Mm -hmm. right? They said Willie Nelson, one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet. But he surrounds himself with real buttheads so they can be the, <laughs> yes, you know, no, 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 <laughs> right. no. Right. And and he's very nice.
2: I saw something in one of the Tiger fan pages. If you could have dinner with a group of any three LSU athletes, who would be on your list?
1: See, I I, I can't think of anybody I really wanted to sit down and.
2: I mean, it'd be... but if you had to pick three. Three people are coming to dinner. They're former LSU
1: stars. I mean, I think it would be interesting to talk to Pete Maravich.
2: Probably. Oh yeah, you know, oh, yeah. That'd
1: be all that all that he went through.
2: Mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind Joe
1: Burrow. That'd be kind of cool. It'd be fun. It'd be. I, I think it'd be fun to hang with Joe Burrow.
2: Yeah, I'd want. But, I'd want Shaq. But I'd really want Shaq one on one because Shaq with two others. He would be trying to, you know, win the room. Do you have to go all three at
1: the same time?
2: Yeah, it's all three at the same time. Oh, no. Yeah, and there's people that are saying Bregman.
1: We saw Shaq at the uh, F1 race in Austin. Oh, cool. When we went one year.
2: I saw Shaq play his very first LSU college game, and he looked like a baby giraffe. <laughs> he was so uncoordinated. Yeah. He did not look like he belonged out there. It was kind of scary. So. And then how he turned. Um, some people that are also making the list, um, Tyron Matthew, Dylan Cruz, um, let's see Uh, some other Alex Bregman is on the list. You got a few that are picking Kevin Falk. I don't know about that one. Not too sure about that. Um, Billy Cannon makes the list. Billy Cannon's our only other Heisman winner, right? But he goes back a long, long time. Burt Jones is on the list. I'm not sure, I, and I don't. I hesitate to do Shack and Pistol Pete for two basketball players. You know, maybe I yeah, want. But would
1: you? Are you going to sit and talk basketball? No, no, you're, gonna you're gonna not talking. Ta- no, you're going to talk, talk stories. Sure, yeah. you're going to talk, talk about
2: life about them. Right, exactly. So I, that
1: wouldn't matter.
2: I'm not sure. I don't know who else would be on my list.
1: I can't think of. I not You know, like I said, that, 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 that I would want to actually. Spend time with, mm-hmm. it, like I said it'd be fun to hang with Joe Burrow. I think, yeah. That picture of that iconic picture of him. Oh, <laughs> I, just I know. Think he's probably a cool dude.
2: Yes, definitely.
1: I. I oh wait a minute. Would Livy Dunn count?
0: Oh, <laughs> that, does that make me weird? <laughs> Let's get back to the show with Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel. 1017 FM, 710 Kiel.
1: Mike and McCarty in studio with uh, Shreveport political analyst Scott Hughes joining us. Uh, Obviously, you watched the debate last night. Overall, give me a grade. What did you think of the overall debate?
4: Overall, I watched the debate last night. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I, I guess it happened. I'll tell you, I thought I mean, it was you, a you're D. Looking,
4: you're looking for my overall reaction, I guess it happened. That that was my favorite comment that I saw uh, online last night. My
1: stepdad used to go, it, it, when when he got dinner, and she goes, how was it? he goes, well, it was filling.
4: You know, it, yeah, I mean, I went in, to be fair, I think all of us that are political junkies went into it, um, as we always do, excited because it was our first chance to sure. really see them all together. Um, we knew that Jeff Landry would not be there. So we knew that there was going to be the, quote, elephant in the room. That, mm-hmm. um, but then we didn't, I mean, not only did we not talk about the elephant in the room, it was like the elephant didn't even exist. Yeah. And so I, I sat back when it was over and I was highly underwhelmed by what took place. And I said, what did I just see?
2: Mm-hmm. And my only
4: reaction was I saw candidates that thought, let me take the opportunity to just introduce myself. I'm not going to talk about the guy not here. I'm not really going to attack anybody else on the stage. There were only two or three minor skirmishes. Mm -hmm. Um, It was really just let me take if if anyone's watching, okay, because Landry's Mm -hmm. not there and the NFL football was on last night and things. Let me just introduce myself because the the fact that the chances are a lot of people don't know anybody on that stage.
2: Let me ask you this, Scott, because I've watched a lot of these debates, as you have too, and this one to me looked like, The candidates had these demands that we want to know every question ahead of time so we can be prepared for it. That is not, for me, a debate. That is not the way we want to see these folks. I want to see them off the cuff. How smart are you? How good are you at winging it? And and then you get to the truth. It was like everything was so staged and and horrible.
4: like mike i have a relationship with channel three who is Mm -hmm. one of the producers of the show co-sponsors of the show so i want to be careful and not criticize our friends of the media but but in full fairness i'm an analyst the format was awful um, if we had a debate at any point last night, it was between the candidates and the moderators. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yes. They, they, yes. They got into some format fights on the questions. Um, I, I love speed round, lightning round. You love lightning round love questions. Em. I think you can learn. You learned probably more in the lightning round questions quickly than the long form questions. But a lot of the lightning round questions, to be fair, Were not fair questions. They weren't.
1: Thank you. They were worded to where you couldn't say yes or no, and they were making them take a stand that, yeah, I agree with. They were always maybes.
4: Because the the truth is, politics is very nuanced a lot of times. And and I think, and I'll give um, the treasurer, John Schroeder, credit. I think he was the one that made this statement at one point, which is, the truth is that we all know the answers, you know, that we've all done this for years. And you ask a question and most everybody that's running for governor or that's in politics knows what the possible solutions are. So mm-hmm. to have that conversation, it's kind of silly. It's really, he said, it's about leadership. It's about who can get it done. And I really think that was probably the best answer Schroeder gave all night. To be honest, I don't think the treasurer had a big night, especially the opening 15 minutes. Um, John's very personal. You've had him on. I've met sure. him in person. Um, he didn't come across last night, I think, as very personal. Personable on television. I thought Hunter Lundy, um, independent running. I thought Hunter had a really bad night. I think if you Thank watched you. it, i yes. He was yeah. the loser of the night. You come away going, why is this guy even on the stage? Yeah,
2: he seemed um, weird.
4: And the other three. I mean, Sharon Hewitt is a very intelligent, very knowledgeable woman. She was in the oil and gas business. I think she was trying to. Her problem is name awareness. She was a state senator. Nobody knows her really outside of her district. And she's trying to get out and meet people. I thought the two that came across the, the as as the quote winners, air, you know, radio air quote. I thought if you went in with a Sean Wilson, if he was your guy, you came out thinking Sean Wilson did fine. Mm-hmm. He didn't hurt himself, right. which is his only job right now. Um, and, I, and I think, yes, he looks a little canned at times, but you know he, he also looks like a guy that's used to being in front of a mic and asking questions as the secretary. The most interesting thing Wilson said all night was that he was against the gas tax. I, I agree. <laughs> he said but, on this yeah. radio
2: station over and over again we need to increase and, and the gas tax. And we'll come back
4: in a second, let me finish to be fair. Mm-hmm. I thought wagon's back if you didn't know any of them and you didn't know politics, I think back had the best night. He came across, he, he got to sit in the middle, he came across as looking the most gubernatorial. You know, he looked up, to be honest, he looked a lot like, and I, I probably he probably doesn't want me to say this, but he looked a lot like Bobby Jindal sitting there. He was <laughs> he was very professional, very intelligent. He doesn't he want had, you saying he that. He had a policy it's answer to me. everything. He didn't he didn't play to the crowd. He just right. he gave you a pretty good policy answer. So I think he probably had the best night. If you didn't know the candidates coming in, you probably left going, "Wow, that guy was had a pretty good night." Um, and then I think, and so overall, no one killed themselves, but without Landry there, it was tough. And back to the Warner gas tax, um, what was interesting to me is the question was. If you were governor, what mm-hmm. would you do with the tax? And I think where Wilson, again, back to Mike, your question, This that was a yes-no. Right. Okay? But the question I really may have wanted him to hear was, I was in favor of gas tax when John Bell Edwards was the governor. Because right. remember, he's a secretary. It's not his policy. You don't sure. to decide as secretary of transportation what you're going to do. But he made it very clear he wasn't in favor of a gas tax. The truth is, most of them agreed on the yes-nos more than they disagreed. Yeah.
0: More breaking news and trending talk with Mike and McCarthy on 101.7 FM and 710 Kiel.
1: So you're not going down to the LSU game this weekend?
2: No, no, I'm not. I'm not. Um, There's a lot. A lot of friends of mine are going, and I'm. I'm hearing all that nonsense about. Oh, they're fair weather. Fans, because the tickets are being dumped all over the state. People are trying to get rid of their tickets. I don't like to see that either. I'm not a fan of that. But I did see something you can see at keelnews.com. LSU Board of Supervisors today is considering a proposal to increase LSU ticket prices
1: well you you made the point earlier that they probably put that on their agenda months ago Mm -hmm. uh when they were still ranked number five yeah expecting to beat florida state Mm -hmm. right i would i i would almost think they're going to table that they would, I mean, they, yeah. There's I gotta, gotta be some brains there at the university.
2: Bad timing, guys. Let's Bingo. hold off.
1: Yeah. This, this, that's, we can't look at that right now.
2: Right. We gotta rethink this. Cause the last time they raised ticket prices, uh, for an LSU football game was 2020. <laughs> and what was that on the heels of?
1: Uh, the, some called the best college football season in history.
2: Mhm, yeah. Undefeated the national champ
1: college team yeah. in the history of college football.
2: We'll let you raise your ticket prices after that.
1: Even though most of them were gone after that season. Yeah,
2: you're right. Absolutely. Joe Burrow
1: wasn't there anymore.
2: Mhm. But I'm just like this timing couldn't be any worse. I mean, you know, on the heels of that shellacking by Florida State and now you're going to talk about raising ticket prices? Really? By twenty five bucks a ticket, not like a you know two dollar right. increase. But that's
1: over a season t- ticket. No, package? it's
2: twenty five dollars per ticket.
1: Over the good, yes, Lord.
2: They're planning on bringing in another five million dollars with this ticket price increase, and they're also proposing raising the prices for student tickets. So it's like, oh, this timing. When you got people dumping tickets right now, right. they don't want to be in the stadium, and now you are going to. Debate raising ticket prices. Ooh,
1: you know, a lot has been made about the fact that it, the the atmosphere at an LSU game is unlike any other college experience so that true. you will, and, and it is. It's so true. true. Mm-hmm. Um, there's nothing like going down to an LSU game. Yeah. Now, on the flip side of that coin, sometimes LSU fans, and I'm one of them, are the worst fans. Yeah. You look up at, at in, in the third quarter. If, if we're way out front or way behind, mm-hmm. man, those stands empty out. Yeah, yeah. It's like, seriously, the guys need you right now.
2: Mm-hmm. stay. Be here for them.
1: If I drove down four hours or five hours, whatever it takes to get to Baton Rouge, and, and we've set up out there, I'm staying. I'm mm-hmm. staying till the final whistle. Bitter end. Then I'm going to the tailgate. Yeah. And going to fire up the grill again. Let all the traffic get out. Let the traffic move out. Have some good eats. Watch a late game. And enjoy ourselves. Yeah. It's an experience.
2: It really is an experience. And if you've never been, you should go. This would be a great weekend to go because you can get cheap tickets for tomorrow night's game.
1: And, and it ought to be a W. Yeah. For the Tigers.
2: And it's on like ESPN Plus.
1: See what I did there? Yeah, W. Yeah. <laughs> for the Tigers. Uh,
2: is it is it ESPN Plus or something like that?
1: Yeah, that's another thing. It's streaming. Yeah, you got to have ESPN Plus. Okay, so what time is? Do I come
2: to, over to your house? Come on, I got okay.
1: it. I do have ESPN Plus. All right,
2: I think I may have it too. I'm gonna have to look. I don't even. I haven't even ventured that far yet. You gotta so, bring
1: sausage balls, though.
2: Yeah, I need to make the sausage balls because I didn't last week, and it was all my fault. <laughs> <laughs> mm. We yeah. got a big week next week. We got a couple of candidates for governor coming in.
1: Yes, um, we'll Sharon Hewitt will be in studio, or, or will be on, uh, with us on Monday. Mm-hmm. Stephen back who turned, yeah, I thought he did a great job last night. Yep, he looked good. He'll be uh, with us on Wednesday, and then John Schroeder coming in the following Wednesday. Working on John
2: Wilson too for next week. So we'll see what happens.
1: Mike and McCarty making a great weekend. One hundred and one.